everybody and welcome to the last episode of our interview series in November, episode number 14 of the Talking Floorball podcast and we are delighted to be joined by a player from the defending world champions, uh, Sweden, and that player is the goalkeeper Matilda Usland Vissen. Hello Matilda. Hello. Uh, for those of you who uh, will be familiar with the, with the game, uh, you will know Matilda was the goalkeeper in Uppsala two years ago when Sweden won gold in that very tense overtime final against Finland. And they are coming into the Singapore World Championships this year as eight times defending champions in a row of the world. So no pressure, Matilda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, last games and last uh, uh, World Championship doesn't count, right? It's uh, That's already been passed. So we're looking forward to the next one. For sure, definitely. So let's uh, start off with a bit of an introduction to yourself and... Uh, how you began your floorball journey and what age in your first club, which I believe was Mühlavens in. Uh... Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm now 30 years old um, and I began my career in, uh, we, we say it uh, quite a bit differently with the, with the name Mühlavens IBK. Uh, it's like a small uh, club that's like only have uh, youth teams, uh, nothing a senior level from uh, a small town up north Örnsköldsvik in north of Sweden. Uh, so I began there when I was eight years old. So I've been playing like for 22 years now, uh, nonstop. I hadn't had like a break or anything. So uh, I'm, I'm starting to get like old in, in floorball uh, means, I would say. Um, mostly players start uh, quitting right, right now here in Sweden. I can see it's like 25 and everything. So. Yeah, I'm one of one of the oldest player now. <laughs> Have you always been a goalie from the very beginning, or did you play outfield? Um, yes and no. I would say that I started to go tint quite early in my years. Um, it's like the first years you you try out a lot of positions, right? Um, but. I wasn't very good at the stick, you know, I want to say like, oh, goalkeeper was my, my calling in life, but I had a moment when I was in, in middle school here in Sweden, and that was maybe when I was like 10 or 11 or something, and I had like the ball, and it was like a school championships, and then uh, we, we did both like uh, boys and girls together, so the the uh, the other goalie that was a boy has to to play some of the games uh, as a goalie then, and then I had to be outfield player. So I had the ball and I started backing and backing with it. And of course, I hit the rink uh, with my calves and then it was like so close to to the wall. So I just went over, I got stuck there with my feet in the air and I just thought to myself like, this isn't for me, right? <laughs> Yeah, so so basically, I have been like in goal maybe since I was twelve for like a full time goalie, if you can put it like that. Well, you started off very young. You had your first ever game in the in the SSL, the highest division, uh, all the way back in the two thousand eight two thousand and nine season. Um, and mm. how how was that? How was that for you? Because you were very busy that season. You played for Unskuldsvik, uh, I believe. Yeah. And um, you, you got your first ever chance to step into the adult competition. 
Yeah, basically I said, um, we can say put it like this, I, I, uh, I was in Moelven and the last year I was there, I was like 14, I think. And I played both with the, the girls and the, the guys team because the, the guy team only had like one goalie. Uh, and that year I got to um, hop into practice with both uh, the senior team uh, at the elite level, elite serie, and it was called not uh, the Swedish Super League, what it's called now. And also I got to play with the um, Division 2 team. So that's his basic, that was basically the, the I think, the, the third, third highest league in Sweden then. So they did like... Um, they started a floorball gymnasium the, the year after and they had to like uh, fill up with the player that was younger than high school level. So many from uh, girls from my team, I was in, in Muelva and we got to play in the senior league uh, in division two and uh, they wanted to have like three goalies in the elite serie team. Um, so when when the window was closed uh, in January, they uh, they secured like the third goalie, and that was me. So I I had a lot of practice with them and practice with that team. But um, unfortunately, you know, when you're a young goalie, you're there to see and learn. So one game, I think uh, one of the goalie was sick, so I got to go on an away game to uh, to Mura, and that was super fun to see how. The big players um, like play and uh, how how the team was. That was really really fun. And so you had that one game, and then after a while, it was still back to the second division, mainly for you. Yeah. And, uh, the junior divisions. Um, how did you feel your progression was through those years? You spent um, around say three years in after that in the junior divisions, building yourself up, and in the second division. Um, what was your relationship like with your coaches and your team at that time? Yeah, I would say that was um, really good. Um, as I said, they, they started like an elite uh, junior uh, team that uh, that's last year in high school. No, the last year, like before high school for me. So then I applied for uh, the floorball gymnasium high school. Um, and I played there uh, and went up and down between the lead team and, and the lower uh, division there, Division, uh, division 2. Uh, it was quite back and forth between, between those teams. And um, then, uh, then the ladies uh, in, the, in the lead team, there was kind of a lot of change be between like the, the older uh, players that had a lot of routine, they, they quit. So they, unfortunately, um, what do you call it? They, they didn't make it in the series. So they had to go, uh, go down in the division. And then I got to like my last year in, in high school, I got to, to be there for full time then. Um, yeah. So basically I, I was quite a lot between teams, so it made it was kind of hard to, to, to have like a special coach, but I would say, um, during my years in, in high school, I had the coach, uh, Johan Hidling. Uh, he is also now team manager for team Sweden, uh, going to Singapore. And he has also been with the U19 team, uh, for Sweden, um, with the Camilla Granelid, 
um, and he was is like super nice. He's like a, a coach that wants to develop you and but sometimes it was so funny because he we had like morning practice and everything and he's like a super nice coach right so he could not get angry so when you're when we had a few teammates that was like always late or we forgot to to take away the balls or anything he was like he could not yell so that that was really funny so one time he was like I'm really mad right now. And everybody's like, what? You look the same. It's like, next time you better. But it was like no change in tone and everything. But uh, that was really funny. But he, he put a lot of effort in me during my high school years um, and taught me like, no goal is too high. Uh, it, he, he, it's like a Swedish say that, um, like the will is gonna beat the talent when the talent doesn't train. Maybe it's not like the right translation, but kind of the same. So he said, like if you put enough effort in it and you want it enough, you're gonna get it. It's, it doesn't matter where you are right now, but if you strongly want something, go for it and train for it. You're gonna get there. Yeah, the the saying in English is. Hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds more correct when you say it. <laughs> My English is not that good, you know. It's like it was a few years when I was in school. <laughs> it's certainly better than my Swedish, so it's good that we're doing this interview in English. <laughs> uh, that's great. And uh, you got your breakthrough uh, in 2012-2013 season. Uh, you transferred to Linköping. Uh, and uh, you made that breakthrough into the first team vision of Swedish women's floorball. Uh, what was that like uh, and how did that come about? Yeah, first of all, yeah, I think everybody has to understand that like in a team, it's only two spots for the goalies. Uh, and it's always about timing, right? To have a spot open and such. But um, so between like, as I said before, it's been a lot back and forth and, and the struggle, but I got the chance to be a part of the Linköping team in the Swedish Super League when I just finished my, my studies in high school and I moved uh, like 72 Swedish miles from home, you know, 19 years old, uh, went to university uh, and it was uh, quite a rough first year because um, we were four goalies. We were not two, not three, we were four. Um, so you can imagine it's kind of hard to to get like playing time and everything, but I, I gave it my best and I did my debut against Mura and Mura back in the day was really good team. They may be number one, number two team. And um, we lost and I got to stand the next game against uh, Iksu. And it's stand after first period. It was seven to zero, uh, and I and I was benched. So that was basically my first season in the, the Swedish Super League. I got one game and one period, and uh, yeah, wasn't so great of experience, but I learned a lot from it. I would say, absolutely. For those of you who may be unfamiliar, uh, Iksu is the previous team name for the current um, dominant force in Swedish football, which is Turingruppen. Uh, so they were yeah. very good back then and they're very good now. 
And so it wasn't a slight on your abilities, let's just say it was very tough competition to begin with. <laughs> and um, yeah. you actually, after, after you broke through with Ling Shipping, you actually moved the next season and you played men's division three floorball with uh, no shipping. So how is that like as a, as a female goalie playing in a men's league? Yeah, um, the thing was, we were, like I said, like four goalies and I met, like after the season, I met my my uh, then current uh, teammates at the gym and they told me like, oh, you're coming to practice tomorrow? And I said, what do we have practice tomorrow? Uh, and so I, I didn't get any information when the practices was starting the preseason. And then I uh, I tried to look it up, and then the coach from that team told me like we see no space space for you here. Um, you you're gonna play in the Division Two team. That's all we have to offer. And then I thought to myself, okay, I want to develop my skills, and I still want to play, kind of like an level level where you have like the the shooting is hard. The tempo is high and everything and i i've been training a lot with the boys when i was younger so i was thought why why not trying to contact some teams in the in the men's league but lower division of course and then then i got the chance to play in in north shopping with the in division three it was back then um with the men's team and they took took me in very very good um i always had like the you know the bantering in the in the men's team they are kind of like hard you know when you're good they don't say anything when you're not playing good they're gonna tell you so <laughs> yeah it was uh it's, it was super fun um i i still think that that syria had a lot of uh, men play men's player that had played in higher divisions before so more of the like the, the oldest but goldies. Um, so they challenged me a lot and I had to develop there. Yeah, it was really fun. Interesting. And uh, is that something that say you would recommend for, for young female goalies to, if they want to develop their skills, maybe to try out in a, in a men's league? I think it's it, that is a like hard debate to have because I don't want to say like, oh, uh, women is not as good as men, you know? Uh, but I think both uh, genders can, like, or, or these days there are more gender, of course, but if we, we're talking like floorball's sense is like two different kind of like leagues, uh, the, like men and women. But I would say that I think both um, gender teams can, can learn from each other. Uh, so if there's not an option for you in the, the women's league, maybe you can try with the men's. Um, and when you get the chance in like younger ages, like try to learn as much as you can. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's with a, a higher league in the women's league or it's a higher division with the like men's or whatever it is. I, I think that you can always learn a lot from different kinds of plays. It's, it's like you're comparing uh, different nations, for example, the, the, the kind of floor where we play in Sweden might not be the same in Switzerland, for example. So it's more like that. You can try a lot and see and see how you develop from that. So for me personally, I think it was really good for me right then when I had had none, none other option, I would say. And you 
took that experience from from that time with the with the men's division three, and you eventually went back to Ling Shopping, who uh, after a season got promoted back to the top division in Sweden, and uh, you started to stake your claim as the starting goalkeeper in in the team, and uh, eventually you you moved on from Ling Shopping and. 2017-18 season, you took your uh, goalkeeper talents to uh, Terby. So, what was that process like? And and um, going to Terby, and you became again the starting goalkeeper there, and you started to establish yourself as a as a really good, solid, dominant goalkeeper in the top women's division in Sweden. Yeah, um, as 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 you beautiful told it, I I got the chance in Linköping again. And uh, we went up to SSL again, and uh, it went quite good for me. Then I got the chance to play for uh, Team Sweden at the University Championships, and that was really fun. Um, but then, unfortunately, I had some personal struggles with my family. The, my mom and dad were in a car accident, so my mother passed away in that and my dad he he got several brain injuries and was hospitalized for several months and uh, that made me like end the season a bit early and i moved home for a bit and tried to be with my father at the hospital so basically i ended up in tabby because i had to be closer to him to help out out with like stuff in the home maybe or um as you call it i'm i'm kind of like a guardian for him i do all his uh, economics and take care of his health and he has home help every day and such like that and then i had to be closer to him so uh that's why i had to move to to stockholm and play with tabby in the, in the first place I, I was enjoying myself and my studies in in lead shopping but Unfortunately, uh, life happened and I had to, to move. So it was hard the first year in, in Tabby. I got to play a lot in the in, in SSL Serie, but then it came to to the playoffs. And uh, the other goalie, Alexander Duling, she's she's an amazing goalie. And she got the chance to play in the in the playoffs there. And uh, after that, I had uh, like one or two diff Dif difficult years there where it was hard to to get and uh, get to get get matches and, and games to play um but i i kept on my fighting spirit and remember my coach saying if you want it you can get it so keep on trying um yeah so it, it was like um uh, very different kind of years you know you knew in the team in a big city uh, everything in life that you have in your in your mind and struggles and you try to to see floorball as your like safe haven maybe where you can only be you and focus uh, i think floorball meant a lot for me in those years when everything else was shaky and chaos in my life um yeah and you did end up winning your your first ever ssl title in 2018-19, shortly after joining Derby, what was that like? Uh, that must have been a, a crazy, uh, amazing feeling. Yeah, um, it was like cool what we did did as a team. Uh, we were not like um, the highest ranking team, or uh, maybe said many said that we 
gonna play like the semifinals against Iksu and as you told the listeners before they they was the the best team uh, maybe or top two at least uh, so they told us it's gonna be like straight out of semi semifinals but we were technically technically really really good and um, we ended up beating them and they got to play this amazing final in Gluben. Uh, and then we thought to ourselves, it was like, oh, we've done the hard work now. Now we should go and get the gold. <laughs> the last, like, uh, final journey. <laughs> the the pit stop on this journey. And uh, and we did it. It was amazing. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun memory, of course, but uh, I was on the bench um, and I didn't play, like, any uh, uh, playoff games. So, but it still it still is like a part of a good memory, you know, and a great season. Um, I have many of the players they were on the last seasons they're gonna play uh, for the team. So I was really, you know, happy for them that they uh, had to like uh, end their career with this uh, goal achievement. So that was amazing to see. And uh, you spent another season with with them uh, before you uh, made the move to Sirius, uh, EBK, uh, FBC. Sorry. Uh, yeah. What was that decision process like, and and how did you come to that? Um. Yeah. It was like, I'm I'm a person that doesn't want to complain. You know, uh, it's like when you don't get to play games. Uh, you have to do it better. You have to work harder, show the co- coaches, er- earn it like that. But when I felt I had done two years, two seasons of fighting and and also like teammates and everything that was like, yeah, you're great. You do also great. We have two great goalies. Um, I had to look somewhere else to, to get the chance to show myself and everybody that I'm, I'm a good goalie, so I took the chance with Sirius. So for me, it was a, a good chance because I still could live here in Stockholm and commute with uh, by car to Sirius in Uppsala. So it takes maybe one hour, um, depending on uh, traffic. Uh, but I took the chance because I. It was kind of funny call with the um, with the team manager, you know, for for the club. Uh, when she called me, I told her, if if you put your chances on me, I will play in a national team. And and that was kind of like a, a bold statement to do, because I was really in, in the cold zone in Tabby. Maybe I played like seven games that season or five or something like that, you know. Uh, but I told her, like, if, if you take a chance on me, I'm going to work hard and I'm going to show everybody, I'm going to show you myself that I, I can make it to the national team. Uh, I don't know if she believed me then. <laughs> but yeah, she her name is Sara and uh, we have talked a lot about that call afterwards. And she t- actually told me, I believe you because you were so determined. Um, so I got uh, the chance to play for Sirius and um, they really like gave me the opportunity that that I needed. Um, the club, the coaches, the team, 
the girls in the team was amazing. They uh, they taught me a lot about team spirits. Um, yeah, it was it's it's kind of different when when you have uh, teams in Sweden that are in a big city or a, a smaller city. In a smaller city, you do a lot outside the team. You it's more maybe it's a, like a new university city. They don't have families there and, and everything. So so you get kind of like close. Um, in in Stockholm, it's it's bigger. People live like so uh, abroad from each other. It can take like one and a half hour between each other. So, generally, it's it's gonna be a, a really close feeling in those those teams, and it was, yeah. And it paid off. Uh, that gamble to, and that promise that you will get in the national team. You played your first season, uh, in the 20, 2020, 2021 season. And then at the end of that season, um, that was around April, May of 2021, you then went into the new season and then you got the call to be part of the Sweden Women's World Championship team for the first time. That turnaround of, of a year and a half where you were a backup goalie and then you went to become a starting goalkeeper and then you made the Swedish national team. Just talk us through that whirlwind of, of that year and a half that that was yeah uh, it's it's kind of cool when you for yourself maybe not for others but when you think back of like the journey you have been doing this uh, past years um all the struggles and everything but i would f- first say the feeling in me when i like got a call is like you appreciate uh achievements and uh, good things to you very much more when you have been through the struggles it's not always about um the like achieving the goals it's how you achieve the goals that you are really thankful for and grateful for uh, and appreciate i would say um so i had a good season with the team the first year year there in series and uh, when i got the call it it was amazing week because everything good happened the, the the same week first i got a call that i got a first-hand lease on an apartment with the balcony in stockholm i was like yes that's super hard for the, the those who doesn't know so i was like okay maybe i should go and and uh, buy myself a lottery now uh and then two days later i got a call that i had been selected for uh the prize for the best goalie in the, uh, the league that year uh and two days later i got a call from uh osa Carlson, the uh from the team the coach uh that i are gonna be in uh, in the next um team gathering that we're gonna have like a, a camp uh, so I, I was high that, that week. It was high on uh, like emotions. <laughs> yeah, it was a really great week. <laughs> and you, you took that and you built on that and you started the season strong again, uh, that 2021 season, and you got into the into the national team for your first ever world championships. Uh, how was that like? Um, you'd obviously been part of the training squads and the camps, but to then officially know that you were one of the two goalkeepers going to represent Sweden. That must have been an amazing feeling. Yeah, I would say 
from my point of view, um, I would say the competition on the gold side is really hard. Uh, it's many great goalies with different kind of qualities. And um, of course, we got to get to know what the coaches want of you. And they are very good at communicating what kind of goalie they want. But um, yeah, the, the thought hit me during that summer that's like, it can be a goal that's in reach for me now if I work hard for it. Um, but you don't dare to 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 be hopeful. Uh, you have to to make it like I think my focus was on my club team and to do it good there and and start to see some good with them um, that we're gonna do a great as a team. Uh, but after each like uh, game or um, camp that I got the chance to be with the team Sweden, of course you get more hopeful. Um, so when she called, I could not believe it. <laughs> it was, I asked her, do you mean I'm really in? I'm not like a, a, a backup or like on, on the backup list. She's like, no, you're in the team. I was like, what? Okay. Yay. <laughs> I could not believe it at first. I, I thought I was here, not hearing correctly. Um, so I was really grateful for, uh, for that chance. And, uh, the goalkeeper trainer, uh, Pontus Buman there, he put a lot of effort in, in my goaltending on the, the camps before and I could say easily without him correcting some stuff in my play and learning me how to analyze my own games. Uh, without him, I wouldn't be here that I am today. So I got a good, a lot of help and also teammates in my club team that was supporting me and uh, believing in me. And that is really important to play in a team where you feel that the outfield players and the coaches are believing in you. Um, yeah, so it was crazy emotions uh, to get the call. <laughs> and that World Championships in 2021, your first one, you didn't have to travel very far. Yeah. <laughs> it was in Uppsala. Um, and that whole tournament itself was, how was that for you? Was it a bit of a blur? Did everything go quickly? And did you find yourself just suddenly, oh, I'm in the final and I'm starting goalkeeper Sweden in a Women's World yeah. Championship <laughs> final? Yeah, I, I would put it like this. I was, of course, I was really nervous, you know. The thing is about me, I uh, even though I have played, played now so many years in, in the Swedish Super League uh, and so many years of floorball, I still get nervous uh, like before every game, every game. It doesn't matter if it's like a training match or whatever. It's like when I stand there, even when before the referee blows the whistle, I'm like, why am I doing this self to me? I feel sick to my stomach. Why do I put myself through this? But as soon as the game starts and it can differ between like a few minutes before it, it's, it's over, but, uh, or you get to, to touch the ball at first. But when we won the semifinals, everything use i used i lost it it uh, i saw some pictures that's like oh the goal is crying <laughs> why <laughs> but for me it was kind of a like to to the point to get to the final that was really nerve-wracking for me 
that Team Sweden that this year when I was part of the Team Sweden that we're going to get to the final. So I was really nervous about that. Um, so when the final started, I, I wasn't nervous because that was the goal that I have been working towards to so many years to get the chance to stand in a World Cup, World Cup final or what do you say? Um, so yeah, it was, uh, I wasn't nervous and then it was uh, over time and I thought, they're gonna get it. The Alfie play, they're gonna score. It's gonna be all right. You know, you're trying to, to talk positive to yourself, not, oh, I'm gonna be be the one who, who makes us lose the, the gold. Uh, I just thought positively all the game. Um, yeah. So maybe a bit of a blur, but also reflective during the, the tournament. Um, yeah, it was a lot of emotions, but yeah. Yeah, do you, as you were mentioning, Sweden winning in overtime in the closest possible way over over arch rivals yeah. Finland on your home turf in Uppsala, and uh, having that gold medal around your neck and lifting the trophy of, of being crowned world champions. That journey throughout your whole career to get to that point that must have just, like you said, felt extra special. Yeah, it's like all the struggles it's like it's been a struggle then it went good struggle again went good struggle again and went good so i thought like during that point i used to try to be happy where i am and grateful for getting the chance to be here uh so i used to try to, to, to take it all in you know and enjoy the moment um because it's gonna create memories for life and I don't wanna miss it, you know? I don't wanna miss it by thinking about something else, be too nervous, be, uh, I don't know, um, thinking about some negative thought that can be happening. And like, I, I used to think that you can imagine if you imagine good things, good things gonna happen. So yeah, it was it was really close and, um, and uh, Fortunately, it was really good for us that that we did win the tournament. That that was amazing, and uh, yeah, that bit was a blur afterwards. It was like all the areas went out of me, and I was like, "I'm done. Can we eat?" I was so hungry. Also, I remember. So only thing I could think of after the game when we went to media zone, I was like, "I'm so hungry. Can I eat now?" <laughs> it's like because I had like so much thinking in my head during the game i uh, was so focused and everything and tried to read the play uh see how i can share my teammates on how i can uh, can help them be better how i can help myself be better you know everything so it was just emotion i was just empty afterwards uh, happy but empty <laughs> both in my head and in, in the stomach <laughs> well you have a chance this year to to repeat that feeling uh, maybe the hunger you can, someone on your team can better prepare for that after the games um, and bring you some food. <laughs> but um, you will be in going all the way this time, a little bit further away from Uppsala in Singapore. And uh, obviously Team Sweden have a bit of experience having been there over the summer, having a camp there. Uh, what has the preparations been like and that camp in particular uh, to get to know Singapore? 
Yeah, as you said, it's like very far away from home. It's a different climate. It um, it's like difference in in so much things. It's not only about the, like the temperature. It's about you know culture, food. Uh, it's a time difference and everything. Um, so it was really great that we. Uh, could go there beforehand and see how our bodies react to it. Um, it's like super cold inside and super hot outside and you, because of AC. Um, and also you get to know a few of uh, the players like in the U19 uh, team from Singapore. They took us in really good. They, they, uh, we, we did like visits to kind of like tourist things with them and they were really helpful and so nice and incredibly nice people uh and also like to see uh, the the audience during uh, one game that was like team sweden against team sweden and one against singapore and uh yeah i so looking forward to to the audience there because they are amazing you know the swedish way is more quiet on on when you're cheering on but they were like super crazy east every time there was like a close shot or something happens they go like, <laughs> so that was super funny you get a lot of energy from them um but the preparations now i think is um to keep our body healthy we have to set certain cat times beforehand to prepare our bodies for the time change um prepare like in in a physical way to be ready but also mentally um yeah i don't want to uh, uh disclose too much you know <laughs> of course of course um we'll move on to a couple of last questions before we end um one thing what well, apart from let's say the the world championship um gold what has been your best memory in floorball maybe something that uh, the fans might not know much about yeah of course championship uh, and uh, the swedish uh, national um uh, what do you call it um, uh, championships um in globen was two fun memories um but i think overall my favorite memories is to meet the younger players that I like watching this and supports you. I think to to meet all the people that you are during games and when you're in different clubs to see those younger kids, but also like the the souls of like floorball, you know, the the ones who put in so much effort for nothing in return, like a, uh, if you think about like money or something, we call them like fire souls um i think that is gonna be the best memories i i gonna take with me when i not play in floorball anymore to like meeting the people um i have like really fun i'm really fond of those who like uh, put in effort uh in in the sport and and burn for the sport you know develop it uh, to be with the teams and everything i think it's amazing the the, the energy they are putting in and also kids and younger play players that wants to to just talk to you when you don't feel you are somebody at all. I'm just myself, you know, and 
when you just take a little bit of your time to talk to them and ask questions and take pictures in maybe a funny picture way, not like standing like hop up and then the back or something. Uh, I got a lot of like good connections from that too. So that's, that's my best memory, I would say. So nothing like no medal or no game winning or something like that. It's just meeting the people that are driving and developing floorball. And uh, lastly, is there any funny or crazy stories or moments from your career so far that stick in your head? Oh, uh, yeah, we had a, the, the last season in uh, Sirius, we had a lot of troubles during our away games. Uh, so we were in this island, Gotland, and uh, after the game, we were supposed to take a boat back to Stockholm. Uh, but we, we boarded a boat and then uh, they told life, us that, oh, we, the boat is broken, we cannot go. And there were so many informations back and forth, but they told us we couldn't go home like in maybe in two, three days. <laughs> so we took our things, went out the boat and then our... We had the different players calling different hotels in, in this little island, you know, and trying to get the spot for the night. And then they opened up a, a, a hotel uh, in, in Gotland only for us to be sleeping in, you know. So we went in into the rooms. Then we got the text like the boat is fixed. We're going home now. Everybody was like outspread. Some was like in a food shop, and then we just had been open in this hotel, right? Oh man, it was crazy. So back to the boat we go, <laughs> and uh, so and and the, the media had like already printed articles like seriously stuck on Gotland, you know, not going back two three days. Um, and uh, also we had one journey that we got a flat on our uh, bus and uh, then we had uh, like so much luck because there were another bus that's going to Uppsala, right? With the, uh, it was also some uh, athletic teams or individual sports. Uh, so we had to hop on that bus and go. <laughs> So that was quite fun, yeah. Well, let's hope nothing like that happens going to Singapore because that's a rather long time to get there and get back, so. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Mathilda. Uh, we wish you all the best and congratulations for being selected for your second World Championships again. And wishing you all the best in Singapore and Team Sweden. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, this was the last in our interview episodes this November on the road to Singapore and our Women's World Championships. You can watch... Matilda and all of Team Sweden play in Singapore on the IFF app this December. And obviously, if it's too early for you in the morning, you can watch all the recaps on the app as we will recap all of the games throughout the day. Matilda, tack. Tack. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. We will see you next time.